Good morning on this Tuesday morning and welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. If you've been joining us, we have been talking about the name and the names of God. And specifically, we started with the name Elohim, Jehovah. And then we went on and began to discuss a little bit about the name of Jesus and the name of the Father. Now, in part of this, in the priestly prayer of Jesus, in chapter 17 of the book of John, he mentions two things that are very, very important to understand. That he manifested the name of the Father to the disciples or the apostles, and that he also declared the name of the Father unto the disciples or the apostles, those that were with him. It was in such a manner that they heard and they understood that when he would mention or say the Father, the Father, the Father, they were supposed to be under the understanding that he was talking about God himself, the Heavenly Father. And of course, uh, Philip, in the second chapter of the book of John, he calls him the Son of God uh, without realizing it. It says uh, uh, in, the, in the scripture that he... He, when he was introduced uh, by Philip, that that Nathaniel uh, basically said, you're the son of the living God. In other words, all of a sudden, he has this concept which Peter himself was given the revelation of the by the Father himself, that Jesus was the Son of God. Even though Jesus had mentioned it many times, even though he had declared it, and he also constantly declared the name of the Father. He and the Father were one, meaning that he was the Son of God. And of course, that through the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, and the people of that day, many of them, it threw them into a frenzy of him even daring to call himself the Son of God. But by manifesting the name of the Father, and the works of the Father, and the words of the Father, Jesus himself was simply pointing to his heavenly Father. He does the works through me and in me. He's the one that speaks the words. I only speak what I hear him say. So all of this is in reference to Jesus manifesting and declaring the Father. So when we begin to do a study, whether it's in the book of Matthew or Mark or Luke or John, or even in the epistles, we will find that the Father is mentioned on a very regular basis. In fact, it's, His name is mentioned so regularly that if we don't really pay attention, we'll actually miss it. Where Jesus is declaring the name of the Father, but also... He is manifesting the very glory, the very power, the very honor, the very praise that belongs to the Heavenly Father. So he says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Let your light so shine before men. Remember, he said, we are the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. And then he turns right around and says, you're the light of the world. So we cannot be the light of the world and be on top of a hill and have someone put a basket over us. We must shine. Well, when we shine, we are manifesting and we are declaring the name of Jesus.
just like Jesus manifested and declared the name of the Father. Look at this. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Jesus constantly referred to the disciples, you have a heavenly Father. You have a Father which is in heaven. Not an earthly Father, unlike our earthly fathers. He is very different. Yet resembling a, 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 a father here on earth in the sense that uh, biologically we are born of a natural father. Well, we are born of our heavenly father by the divine seed that is planted in our hearts and we are born again. Our citizenship is transferred to that of heaven even though we're still here on earth. And all the principles and all the things that we're to live by are supposed to be the kingdom principles from heaven brought here to this earth. Therein is the prayer. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, and he is in the prayer declared to be holy is thy name. And it is holy. Just as Jesus himself was called a holy child, and just as the Spirit of God is called the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. So we see this. Now look at verse 45. Matthew 5.45 That you being the children of your Father, and the word that is used there for children is the word a son. It's used widely in the scripture, and it relates to kinship. In other words, we are part of, and I'm going to say, the spiritual DNA of God because we have been born again and imparted and partakers of the divine nature. That divine nature has nothing to do with us. It has to do with Him. Just like a child, we don't decide what DNA that DNA comes when we are born of our natural parents, our father. Well, that DNA that is put in us spiritually, it has encoded into it everything that the father desires of us. The very divine nature that he himself uh, has, if, if we could even use that because... He, he, his divinity, his divine nature, as we learned yesterday from the book of Romans, as we were reading, that divine nature has been seen and the qualities of it, the characteristics of it, the invisibleness of it is made visible by the things that we see in this natural earth. His eternal power and his divine nature or his divinity all of these invisible qualities are made visible in the things that we look at. We see things whether they're in threes. We see, we see things how everything gravitates towards the sun and towards light. We see these things how you have the now, you have the past, and then you have the future. So you have present, past, and future. It, always in three things. Pointing to a very divine nature in himself. Now, Peter himself in the scripture talks about this, that we are made partakers of the divine nature 
through the precious promises that have been given to us. And those precious promises are His Word. Those promises are for the purpose of us partaking of them so that we might be able to partake of His nature. It says in 2 Peter 1.3, According as His divine power, divine power has given unto us all things. Notice, His divine power has already provided. It is a done deal unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us unto glory and virtue. And then he says how this is made possible. Whereby are given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these, these what? These precious promises, his word, you might be partakers of the divine nature. Just as we have the divine power that gives us and has given us all things that pertain to life, his divine nature is given to us here to be partakers of it on this earth so that we can escape the corruption that is in this world through lust. That is very important for us to understand because it gives us a basis and a pivotal point at which things turn, where things change. So where we continue looking at the scripture again, as I said in Matthew 5.45, that you may be the children. That's why we're children. Because we're partakers of that divine nature. And of that divine power through the Holy Spirit. That you may be children of your Father. Which is in heaven. Once again, emphasis. He is in heaven. We are here on earth. We will be reunited one day. But in the presence, we're separated. But the principles of the kingdom of heaven can be applied here on this earth. And they will override anything that is contrary to the word of God. And those principles are sustaining and they involve his divine power and his divine nature to help us. Be able to conquer, be victorious, and live the life and the purpose which he has destined for each and every one of us. So it says, For he makes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and he sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. See, we're, we're partakers, we're children. Of our Heavenly Father. We're to be sons of our Heavenly Father. It says in Matthew chapter 5 verse 48. Be ye therefore perfect. Or the word is actually translated. Complete or mature. Or growth. Uh, moral character. Uh, completeness. Be full of age. A mature man. Therefore perfect. Be ye therefore perfect. Mature even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. I don't know if you're seeing the pattern here, but this constant, constant, constant referral to the Heavenly Father by Jesus, He regularly made mention of His name in what He taught. But He also demonstrated, He manifested the Father, 
through the words and through the actions that he did. In Matthew 6, 4, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Matthew 6, 1, take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father, which is in heaven. If he's in heaven, and I'm here on earth, and he is my Father, how am I going to develop my relationship with him? Look at Jesus. How did he refer? And how did he manifest? And how did he develop with the Heavenly Father the relationship that he had? It was based on trust. It was based on faith. But it was based on knowing who he was. He knew he was the Son of God as much as the Son of Man. We must come to a point of conclusion and determination, a focal point in our lives and know and understand that we are sons or children of our Father which is in heaven. And just as a natural father here on earth, we try to develop a relationship. We can develop that relationship with our Heavenly Father by partaking of His nature. As we partake of Jesus, we partake of the Father. Because no man cometh to the Father except by Jesus. And of course, no one comes to Jesus except they are drawn by the Holy Spirit. So notice the beautiful work that has been set up. Just as Jesus did what the Father sent him to do, the Holy Spirit speaks and says and does only what Jesus speaks and says and does so that we will do what Jesus speaks and says and does for our lives. It's a beautiful pattern, beautiful pattern. It says in Matthew 6, 4, uh, that thine alms not... Uh, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret, himself shall reward thee openly. Let's do one more. Matthew 6, 6. But thou, when you pray, enter into your closet, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father which is in secret. And the word here for secret means simply concealed. He is not visible unless he is manifested by and through the Holy Spirit in that Jesus is manifesting himself. And Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Everything that Jesus is, everything that Jesus was, everything that Jesus will ever be, if we can even phrase it that way, is because of his heavenly Father. And the Holy Spirit draws us unto Jesus to be drawn unto the Father to develop our relationship with Him. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us on Wednesday when we continue. But until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you. Keep looking up. Our Redeemer and redemption draweth near. Amen.